Hello, I'm Shruti. I'm Sarah. I'm Grace. And we're the Bookos. In today's episode, we are going to be joined by a special guest, friend of the podcast, Tiff. Hi. <laughs> um, we're very excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here, but I've actually been a guest speaker on the show before. You guys just never respond. You don't seem to hear me from the front seat of my car, but it's okay. In uh, spooky themed, Tiff is the ghost that haunts us, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, so we're super excited to have Tiff. We're going to be playing some games today, a little bit of some spooky flavor going on. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's talk about what we've been reading this week. Grace, what have you been reading this week? So... Today, I was supposed to finish Mexican Gothic. I told myself I would finish it today, but then I didn't. Um, I have like 50 pages left, but so I'm almost done, but I'm not done. But it's very good. I'm really enjoying it. It is like very Victorian Gothic kind of styled in its writing style and the plot and the setting. So it's like a very classic feeling horror novel, which is really fun. And I'm really enjoying it. I really enjoy the main character. Her name is Noemi. She's really cool because she's like, she's like smart and she's really interested in all this stuff. Like she's like, I wanted to do this or do I want to do this with my life and career? And then she's also like really flirty too. She's very like nuanced and I really enjoy her a lot. And it's a really good book and I would highly recommend it. So yeah, I read it um, earlier in the midsummer, maybe like a few weeks after it came out. I remember because I had pre-ordered it and I was waiting for my copy. It took forever, but um, I really liked it. I read it in like a week. Yeah, it's taking me longer than that because I'm annoying. But, but it's, I'm still it's a long it. book. It is, it's pretty long and there's a lot mm -hmm. happening. And some of it I'm like, I don't know. It takes place in Mexico in the 1950s and I'm like, I don't know enough about Mexico. And it is a the slow 1950s. pace. Yeah. Yeah. But I like what it's trying to do. Don't always know, but I enjoy it. <laughs> and so then, so I'm almost done with that. And then I also finished The Lost Hero by Rick Riordan, which is the first book in the Heroes of Olympus series, which is the spinoff slash sequel to the Percy Jackson series. And I really enjoyed that a lot. It was great. And I also started The Son of Neptune, and I'm not that far into it. But I have some thoughts. And we're going to go through them again, even though Sarah and Trudy already heard them. Um, so my thoughts are that I was surprised that Percy was a narrator. This is a spoiler alert, but it's fine. Um, Percy is a narrator in the second book, right off the bat. And the first book is about three different characters that we didn't meet in the Percy Jackson series at all. And I was like, oh, okay, so the rest of the series will be like this. Even though, like, I had heard things, but I was choosing to ignore those things because I didn't think those things were right. But Percy is back. And I'm not mad that Percy's back because I enjoy him and he's my friend. But he doesn't have any of his memories due to plot reasons in the second book. And that annoys me because... I, I know his memories, so he should know them too. And I don't, like, like I, I know who he is. I know his relationship with Annabeth. I know that he's the son of Poseidon and all this stuff. Like, I've spent five books watching him learn these things and seeing him go through these things. 
and becoming a stronger character through these things. And now, like, in the second book, I'm sure it's not going to last that long, but I'm having to watch, I'm going to have to do watch him do it again. And that's annoying. And I think I'm, Rick Riordan, I'll, another person who is my friend, I'm going to say it. I think that it's lazy writing, Rick. I'm very sorry to you. Oh, call, getting called out. Damn. I told you this earlier, but I, I felt the same way when I was reading it. It was very jarring, especially because we're reading from third person perspective this time rather than first like we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe by the end, I'll, I really hope my friend was like, it doesn't last past this book. It doesn't even last the whole book. It better not last past halfway of the book because I'm already like not enjoying it, but it's fine. It's fine. I'll power through it. There's other characters and they're cool. So yeah. So I started that or finished that and started that. And then I also plot twist started a fantasy novel. I'm listening to it on audiobook and it is Serpent and Dove, which is very hyped right now. Um, It is like a fantasy, like witchy novel. So it's like, it's spooky season. I don't have an audiobook to listen to. I'll start this. And I'm actually enjoying it. I haven't been able to get into fantasy lately because the world that we live in is so confusing enough and it's too much effort to try to understand another world when I can barely understand our own. So Mm. like, yeah. So I tried, like I read the Gilded World, blah, blah, blah. I read the Gilded Wolves earlier this year and like, I didn't know what was going on. And then I read the Cruel Prince series which, you know what, I'm going to start, I'm going to call it that. I know it's called Folk of the Air, but I don't like when series are not called the first book in their series, especially when the name that they choose is worse and stupid, which I think Folk of the Air is. So I'm going to okay. call it the Cruel Prince series. The, okay, hold on, hold on. I can understand if the name is dumb and obviously then yes, but like sometimes the book, sometimes the series should not be named after the first book. Sometimes, maybe, but in this case, it should. Okay, that's valid. Thank you. Um, especially with the freaking okay, something that really gets on my nerves, this is completely irrelevant, but the All for the Game series by Nora Sakovic or whatever, that's what it's called. That's a fucking stupid name. I just call <laughs> it the Foxhole Court, because that's the first book in the series, and that is what it should be called. It's a stupid name. Anyway, moving on. Um, I started this. Oh, yeah, so I tried to read, I read the Gil- what did I say? The, the Gilded the, the Crows? Oh, the Cruel Friends. Yes, I read the Cruel Prince series this year, too, and I enjoyed it, but I also never knew what was going on. So I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this book, which is Serpent and Dove, which I've just picked up, because it's going to be fantasy. I'm not going to go know what's going on, but I actually am figuring out. Um, It takes place in France in a long time ago. I can't remember the year. And there are these people who are witches, and then there are these people who hate witches. And that's it. So I'm like, okay, I get it. So no more. So I'm having a good time. And the, I'm listening on audiobook, and the narrators are very good. It's like dual point of view. So there's a female narrator and a male narrator. They're both good. The male narrator talks really fast, and it's hard sometimes, but I like the French accents they put on. I like to hear, like, Monsieur and stuff like that. It's a good time. So, yeah, it's got some spooky vibes that I enjoy so far. I'm not that into it, but, yeah. So... I guess I have to actually finally read this book. <laughs> yeah, I want to know your opinions on it, honestly. Because I read it, and I didn't have that many opinions on it. But you might. Hmm. 
I can curious. see. I feel like it's going to be like an enemies to lovers kind of book. Mm-hmm. And Shruti always has interesting takes on those, I feel like. So, yeah, I would be interested to see <laughs> exactly. her thoughts as well. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll see. But I have so many things to read. You can read it in like 30 minutes. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. I cannot read that fast. <laughs> Sarah, what have you been reading this week? Um, I have read not a single page this week. I'm so sorry about it. Um, no, I've just been busy and tired and uh, stressed out. So I didn't really do, I literally didn't read it all since we last recorded. But that's okay. I have... Um, Meddling Kids, which is our October group read as an ebook and audiobook. So I'm going to start that at some point, whether it's while I'm driving or if I'm going to read it on my Kindle. And I also have Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, which I got as my one of my July book of the month boxes. And um, I've kind of been holding on to it till October. So I'm finally going to read it this month. Uh, hopefully, we're only seven days in, so I should be able to get to it this month, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to read both yeah, of those. Yeah, Sarah and I discussed this, but Home Before Dark, I also obtained in, like, August. Not July, but August. And I have been putting it off partly because I keep getting other books or books on hold that are coming in. And partly because of it's spooky season now. But, yes, it is my next read as well. So perhaps Sarah and I will sync up and read it. Yes, later. that would be fun. We should definitely do that. Shruti? Yeah, so this week, I had a moment, I guess. So, I mean, it's been the past couple weeks, I haven't really been able to read just because I've been so busy. Work has been starting, so I just haven't had time. Or I spent, you know, 20 hours playing Among Us last weekend. So, it is what it is. But this weekend, Friday night, I sat down and I was like, I'm going to read a book. So, I read a book, and then I read another book, and then I slept a little, and then I read, like, three more books, and then I slept a little, and I read another book. So, this weekend, I read, like, five books. Um, and then I read another book earlier this week and I'm now a little bit more into it. So like in total, I've read like five and a half, six and a half books, something like that. Um, yeah. So that's what I did this week. Um, I guess I can go through them all. I'll be very quick. Just throw out some names for you. Um, in no particular order. One of the books I read was called Dear Emmy Blue by Leah Louise. Um, it's like a British romance. So like that threw me off a little bit because I'm not a usually big fan of that. But I did enjoy the fact that while it is friends to lovers, it also has a very, it has a platonic male-female friendship. So I got really the best of both worlds. So I appreciated that. That was a good one. Another book was Kiss My Cupcake by Helena Hunting. And I think the highlight, so this was about a uh, cupcake owner and a bar owner and they have a little rivalry, rivalry and they fall in love and all that. But the highlight is when they go to her house for Thanksgiving and she does not warn them and you find out that her mom, so her mom and dad got divorced and they got remarried. And her mom is now married to her dad's brothers or her uncle. And her father is now married to her mother's sister, so her aunt. And her parents had a partner swap. So that was fun. So you found that, that out like halfway through the book. <laughs> yes. I would need that explained to me like off the get-go. Like before well, I think- Page well, it one. was supposed to be. Hello, here's my story. It was like a. It was like a supposed to be like a sprinkling in and like an explanation of why she is the way she is kind of situation. It was an interesting moment. It was. It was interesting. Like it was one of those details that like didn't make the book any better or worse. It was just weird. So there's that. Yeah. 
Um, the other books I read, so I read a lot of books that I guess with authors I have been reading a lot of stuff for. So like Carla Sorensen, I've been reading more of uh, her series with the Ward family, which I really enjoy. Um, the first one was fine, you know, football romance, whatever, whatever. But the second one has a twin swap. So I thought that was fun because a twin swap is always interesting. And it was also like, I think midway through while she was writing the book, she realized that she didn't want to, she was okay. Long story, there are twins, right? Claire and Leah. Claire is really in love with Leah's best friend, Finn. And so when they do the twin swap, she's expecting Finn to show up. But really it's Finn's half brother who shows up and then they obviously fall in love. And I think the original plan was actually for this to be Finn's book and that Finn was supposed to be the love interest, but now he's not. But the next book about Leah is not with her and Finn like it should be like a friends to lovers that, you know, that's, that's what should happen. But it's not. So now I'm like, where is Finn's book? Why am I not getting a book about Finn? So I'm just a little disappointed about that. But we'll see. Uh, what else did I read? I read a Devney Perry book, Riffs and Refrains. That was fun. Has a female drummer, which I thought was cool. So twisting it up a little bit. And then I also read a Brittany Cherry book called The Wreckage of Us. And this one I thought was really interesting. So I realized recently that Brittany Cherry is actually black. Um, but... As far as I know, I've read many books by her, but only one of her books actually has a black character in it. And this one actually, um, also a rock star romance, Ridley, but also has a whole like storyline about how the girl's stepfather is actually a drug dealer and like there's a whole meth problem and everything like that. And like through all of this, I'm sitting there thinking, well, this book could have won. This book could have been really interesting if like the male's family, the hero's family had been like Native American or something and like that whole situation because there's like a, I feel like it was implied at first before you realize they're actually white. But then there's also the whole interesting of like all of these characters are white and she's writing this about like a small town, like rural area, meth problem. And that's definitely something that's real important. But it's just so interesting because she's black and she doesn't really write black characters and I've said this before also about Megan Quinn and how she's married to a woman, but all of her romances are straight. That sometimes I just find it interesting when you have authors that just choose for whether it's marketability, market, marketability purposes or whatever to write about like straight white characters. I was going to say, it sounds so, like a that was interesting thing maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's probably is because it was also the thing we were talking about a couple weeks ago about how so many, there are so many authors, like authors of color who have written white characters just because that's what's normal, quote unquote normal, or like, you know, expected. But then white people also write white characters because that's what is expected from them. But then there's also that issue of when they try to write diverse characters, they may not give it the proper, you know, sensitivity that it needs. So it's just a very interesting thing that I was thinking about mm -hmm. while I was reading reviews and stuff. So, so Tiff, what have you been reading this week? Um, well, I made this joke on Twitter the other day, but I feel like over the weekend, my moon was in Shruti grade because I finished three books, which is completely out of character for me. I finished Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson in like one night. Um, I had finished Final Girls by Riley Sager, which I really liked, and I'm interested in reading more of their books now. Um, and I probably will, hopefully this month, who knows. Um, and I read a book of poetry by Claire C. Holland called I Am Not Your Final Girl, which is every poem in the book is based off a different famous final girl from like an iconic horror movie, um, which I found really interesting. I think Grace would really like it. Um, would I? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I didn't 
see some of the movies the poetry was about, but I still kind of got the general, you know, meaning of the poem. It's not like right. necessary that you've seen every single movie in the book. Um, but right now I'm currently reading uh, The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I'm reading that with my friend Val. We, um, we read like a different book every month together and I'm really enjoying this so far, but um, I think my only complaint about it is that I'm about halfway through and I feel like I don't really know any of the characters very well. They're all very like this one dimensional person. Um, they feel like stock characters almost. Mm. Um, and I'm listening to the audiobook of Bunny by Mona Awad, which is really creepy and unsettling. And it doesn't make a lot of sense right now, but um, I'm really enjoying it. It's really weird, but it's weird in a way that kind of like, it's interesting. Mm. Um, that's really it um, as far as what I'm reading. I'm really trying hard not to just start The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue because I got that mm. yesterday. And I'm like, I need to finish I'm at least one book before I <laughs> jump into that one. <laughs> I'm so excited to read that. Me oh too. my gosh. I, uh, and I also, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the inheritance mm -hmm. games because I read Jennifer Lynn Barnes had like these two books that came out. It was like the fixer duology. Yeah. And I read them like years and years ago when they came out and I loved them. And she wrote the second one. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but she wrote the second one to end on a cliffhanger, even though there's not going to be a third book unless the publisher ordered it. And they oh, did not yeah, order you did it. Mention that. So I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, yeah, it's, it, that's, um, that was a huge betrayal. And I tried reading another one of her other books and I didn't really like it, but I loved her fixer books. So mm -hmm. I'm, if this one's good, I might try this Yeah, one I'm out. liking it. I'm liking the story. It's a lot of fun, but I really feel like I don't care what happens to these characters right now. Right. They're just kind of mm -hmm. like, they're stock characters. They're just like the typical YA mold of a character. Mm -hmm. So... Isn't that one the one that's like Knives Out meets The Hunger Games? I'm not getting that so far, oh, though. Oh, dang it. <laughs> it's supposed to be, but I don't know. It feels if more only. like... Yeah, that's like, that would be the perfect book. Yeah, it would. But that's it right now that I'm reading. Cool. So, Tiff. Yes. You, for, I think we mentioned this in the beginning, but I'm going to mention it again. Tiff is our friend. We have known each other for many years through the internet, but this is actually the first time I've heard Tiff's voice ever, I think. So, hello. hello. <laughs> um, Tiff has heard my voice many um, times. I just want to brag that Tiff and I went to BookCon together like we two did. years ago. So, I'm just, it was I just so flexed a little bit. Yeah, it was really fun. And our friend Julia went with us, too. It was a fun day. It was. Anyway, sorry, it's Grace. Okay. I, had to I, I, I appreciate the flex. <laughs> so, yeah, Tiff is our friend and longtime listener of the podcast. And so we just have a few questions for Tiff so that you, the listeners, can also know a little bit about Tiff as well, because she's really cool and you should. Um, so my first question is, what got you into reading in the first place, if um, there is anything? Well, I think my mom was always kind of like a big advocate of like reading. There were always books around the house, but I have to say it was probably in like first or second grade, um, our teacher, she uh, like basically helped us all apply to get library cards. So we all got library cards and then our library would bring trucks every two weeks full of like books, like a library truck. 
and you could take out a book from the library from the truck. So I remember, I think the first book that I took out that I was really like, oh my God, um, I have to go to the library all the time now, was probably Ella Enchanted. Um, mm. mm -hmm. And I think I actually kept that one past the two weeks I was supposed <laughs> to keep it for. So it was also my um, first late fee, but that's okay. <laughs> and Goosebumps. Goosebumps is a classic. Mm -hmm. So my next question is, what are some of your favorite books? Um, you asked me this earlier and I, I was did. like trying to think, like, I don't know what my favorite books are, uh, but I guess if I had to choose probably The Perks of Being a Wallflower, um, and I only read it this year, but The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I read it three times this year so far. I really love that book. Um, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. That is immaculate taste. I just have oh, to say you. the taste <laughs> jumped out. I haven't read The Seven Husbands, but I will someday. And I do love The Perks of yeah, Being a Wallflower a it's lot. Good. So my next question is, what are some of your favorite genres to read? Um, I've been reading more romance than usual this year. So I've been really enjoying that. Um, uh, I guess like thriller, horror, um, really, I'm, I'm kind of into anything. You can really recommend me anything, even like nonfiction. It's, I tend to be a little bit more like, hesitant to start like maybe like fantasy novels kind of like for the reasons you mentioned earlier it's just kind of like a lot of having to learn about this whole new world and it's just kind of takes me out of it sometimes but beyond that um beyond that i think romance horror thriller um are probably my favorite genres and what are some books or just one book that you have read that you really, really did not enjoy. So this is your hot take time. Um, that I didn't read for school. It can be something you read for school as well. It can be anything. Um, I don't think this is like super controversial because I think a lot of people are have mixed feelings. They're really divisive about this book, but The Catcher in the Rye. Mm. Um, it's just not for me. And I think I just associate it with the teacher that made me read it. And sh it was just not a good time. So, yeah. I haven't read that. Good. Surprisingly. I'm just <laughs> I own it. It's sitting over on my bookshelf. No, a lot of people like but it. I... And it's like, I, I get it. But I just find myself very annoyed by the way it's written. That's I'm with all. you on that. Yeah. I was kind of the same way. I get why people like it. It's just mm -hmm. not for me. Mm -hmm. So my last question is... Um, because it is spooky season, and because Tiff, like me, is a horror connoiss connoisseur. Did yes. I pronounce that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, what are your favorite horror movies that were that have been adapted from books? Okay, so probably my favorite would be Carrie. Um, I just really, movie. I think I like that movie better than I like the book. Um, really? Yeah. Um, I've read the book, and then I've seen the remake, but not okay. the original. The original's much better. Which remake? The one from the 90s or the Chloe Grace Moretz The one? Chloe Grace Moretz oh. one. Okay. I have not heard good things about that one. Or I the one even... from, like, the, I think the early 2000s, not the 90s. Yeah. It was, I watched it. I don't remember anything about it. 
I like the book. Yeah, the book is good. Um, what else? Suddenly, I don't know. Oh, you know what book? Um, well, I don't know if this counts because they just share a title, but the story is completely different. But I Know What You Did Last Summer is um, based on a novel called I Know What You Did Last Summer. They literally change the entire plot. They just keep the characters' names the same and the title. But I, it's just not a very good adaptation, but I still like both mm. the book and the movie. Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't think I knew that was a book. Yeah, I forgot the author's name, but it's an older book. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Before we get started with our games, let's hear from our sponsors. And we're back. All right, so we're going to start by playing our Goodreads game where I pick a book. Well, I didn't pick these books. Tiff actually did. Um, we take some of the books that Tiff has given us, and I looked up some reviews. Three of the reviews are straight from Goodreads, and then one of them is one I made up. So we're going to find out who can tell what reviews I made up. And I will say, I took some advice from what we did last time, and I mixed it up a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, okay. Okay. So the first is actually a book we had just talked about, is Carrie by Stephen King. Um, so A, this was my first Stephen King no novel. Yes, I know I'm late to the game, and it was absolutely terrifyingly amazing. B, this is pizza, the freaky flavor. C, been a while since I've read a book very cl clearly written by a man. D. Basically, at this point, I fanboy over anything written by Stephen King. The way that all four of those could be real reviews. I know. I know. Um, so which one of those was written by me? I'm going to go with the pizza one. I was going to go with that me one, too. <laughs> is that our final answer is this is pizza, the freaky flavor? Yes. Yes, I'm locking in. That is an actual review. And I, the moment I saw that, I was like, I have to include it because we were talking about spooky flavors and things, books tasting like pumpkin. Yeah. Apparently, Carrie by Stephen King tastes like pizza. So there we go. Um, I wrote the first one. But this was my first Stephen King novel, and it was absolutely terrifying, amazing. I made that one up. So That's pretty good, it was, Trudy. That's pretty yeah. generic. Yeah. Um, the, uh, been, been since, been a while since I've read a book very clearly by, written by a man. I, um, uh, laughed out loud at that one. So yeah. I had to include it. it. They're not wrong. <laughs> Our second book is Kite Runner by, and I cannot pronounce this name, Khalid Hossein, maybe. Um, so A, my students ripped it apart like a murder of crows on crystal meth. B, I did not want to like this book. I'm one of those annoying people who wants to dislike what everybody else likes and wants to like what everybody else dislikes. Usually this works out for me without effort. However, in the world of literature, there are occasions that it does not. This was one of those occasions. C. The first time I assigned this book for my students, I was honestly hurt when they came back and ripped it apart. But now, having taught this book for so many years, I've grown to appreciate the criticisms. For every student who hated it or didn't bother to read it, there are at least two who found it eye-opening. D. Because the Kite Runner is adored by most people who read it, I am forced to conclude that most people need to read more. A whole lot more. You should be embarrassed if you like this book. Seriously. Hmm. Okay. It's hard. The first one is the kids tore into it like a murder of crows. On crystal meth, yes. On crystal meth, right. The second one is I didn't want to like it. But I did anyway. The third one, 
the third one is again about people tearing into the book. Interesting theme we've got going here. <laughs> and then the last one is that you should be embarrassed if you like it. Okay. I'm going to go with the second one is the one that you wrote. Okay. The one, uh, I did not want to like this. I'm yes. going to go with the third one because you're a teacher. And that one talks about being a teacher. So does the first one. Oh, it does. But that she could have, like, like she could have made, like, she could have copied one of them. Yeah. And been like, yeah. let me go yeah. with the similar theme of being a yeah. teacher. And the first one, that one has to be real. I feel like it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. The first one feels real just because when I was, I read this in high school, and it was, like, the only book that every one of my classmates liked. So maybe that one's real. But I don't know. I'll go with C also. Okay, so we have two C's and a B. I did, in fact, write C on this one. So wow. I got it right. Yeah. Um, I will say the, um, the last one, the one that was like, you should read more if you liked The Kite Runner. Apparently, it is a very controversial review and is, like, has a lot of comments. Um, and like, if we were to be on Twitter, it would have a, quite a ratio. So <laughs> just as a note, Chris, Chris on Goodreads really hates The Kite Runner. So there you go. And our third book, our final book for this activity, is The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Um, so A, I found this video on YouTube that a kid made for school in which he drew stick figures onto pieces of paper that were cut in varying sizes. His five-minute video detailing the whole story with these stick figures was more entertaining than this whole book. B, I feel like I was too stupid for this book. There was clearly a surface-level meaning, but the entire time I felt like I was missing something. C, some of you have never damned your soul to remain forever young, and it shows. <laughs> D. Has anyone watched the movie adaptations? I want to watch the one with Ben Barnes. I did watch the one with Ben Barnes. I need good? to watch that one. Um, I remember liking it. Hmm. But I also just like Ben Barnes. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, hmm. I want to say C is real, because it sounds like something someone would say these days. It yeah. does, but it could also be something Shruti would yeah, say these days. Yeah, it could be a trap. Hey, Shruti, have you read this book? I will refrain from answering this question until after. <laughs> I haven't read this book, but if I had, I would have written B. So that either means it's real Which one was B? or fake. The, the one, one where about they, too it, they feel too stupid to understand Oh, that one, I feel like I've read that before, but maybe I'm just used to Grace saying that all the time. <laughs> So I don't know. Oh. Um, and which one was A? A was the one with the YouTube video in oh. which he drew stick figures. Yeah. I feel like that one's real. Me too. It's too specific. I'm... Mm, no, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I'm losing my touch. I'm normally so good at this. I'm going to go with B. I'm going to say B. I'm too stupid for this book one? Yeah. Okay. That's Sarah's answer. What was um, C again? Some of you have never damned your soul to remain forever young, and it shows. That one has to be real. I'm going to be really I think it's real, too. Real. Okay, so now I'm between B and D. I'm between... I, I'm going to say D. I think okay. I am, too. I think I am, as well. So Tiff and Grace are going with Ben Barnes? Yeah. Um, I made I up wish. the I feel too stupid for this book. Because um, oh, I was definitely inspired by Grace <laughs> saying that all the time. Sarah. Thank you. That's what I thought. I was like, Grace says this a lot, so maybe you sure you took that. 
Unfortunately, Tiff does not write reviews, so I couldn't steal one of her reviews to use, but here we are. Every single time I was like, I bet one of these is Tiff's. <laughs> no, if I read it in high school, I probably didn't write a review for it. Mm, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. Grace, you want to introduce us to one of your games? Yes. So I made Tiff actually introduce this idea to me. Um, it is Bookish Mad Libs spooky edition maybe it shouldn't have an addition added to it because this is the first time we've ever played it so maybe it should just be bookish mad libs but it is two spooky books okay so this is what i did i took two summaries from two horror novels from goodreads um tiff was like you should come up with y'all can come up with a book and you know we'll make up the summary and stuff i i didn't feel like coming up with a summary for a book i was i wasn't creative enough today so i took i stole them um, the first one is The Turn of the Screw by Henry James, and then the second one is The Shining by Stephen King. So I took the summaries, and y'all are going to change them by putting in, um, words. So here we go. Sarah, please name a job. Um, a plumber. Okay. Shruti, name an adjective. Spooky. Um, Tiff, name an adjective. Um, depressing. Sarah, name a name. Tiff. Fruity, <laughs> name a name. Sarah. And Tiff, name a place. Um, hmm. Narnia. Okay. <laughs> now, Sarah, name something Halloween themed. So like a ghost or a witch or Ooh. pumpkins, stuff like that. Ghost. Okay. Wait, can I change it to vampire? Yes. Thanks. Shruti, name a verb. A verb. Um, sharpening. Tiff, name three body parts. <laughs> oh, um, ankle, throat, uh, nose. Okay. Um, Shruti name a Halloween thing? Wait, just kidding. Don't do that. Okay. So, now we are going to read the new, the new and updated and way better version of The Turn of the Screw by Henry James, which, by the way, I chose because, A, I googled famous horror novels. B, by the time this episode comes out, the Haunting of Bly Manor will be out on Netflix, so stream The Haunting of Bly Manor for clear skin. <laughs> so, here is our summary. A very young woman's first job, plumber for two weirdly spooky, spooky, strangely distant, oddly depressing children, Tiff and Sarah, at Narnia, a place haunted by beckoning evil. Vampires are sharpening from dark towers and dusty windows. Sharpening si Silent, foul vampires who, day by day, Night by night, come closer, even closer. With growing horror, the helpless plumber realizes the fiendish children, the fiendish creatures, want the children, seeking to corrupt their ankles, possess their throats, and own their noses. But worse, <laughs> but worse, much worse, the plumber discovers that Tiff and Sarah have no terror for their lurking evil, for they want the vampires as badly as the vampires want them. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I would read that. 
I would totally. <laughs> I would that. too. You don't see a lot of plumbers in fiction, so you know, no, this is much you don't. needed representation. I mean, it depends on what type of fiction, but sure. <laughs> I guess no. Bob the Builder is a builder, not a plumber. Not a plumber. He does. He does plumbing. That fixes his description description of building. Sure. <laughs> okay. So the next um, uh, Mad Libs spooky edition is The Shining. So, um, Tiff, name a name. Grace. Uh, Sarah, name a place. Shoot, sorry. I keep thinking I know where The Shining takes place. <laughs> uh, Canada. Canada. Trudy, name two verbs. Two verbs. Um, haunting and jumping. Tiff, name an adjective. Um, menacing. Sarah, name an adjective. Um, spooky. <laughs> Shruti, name a name. I mm. think you should say Shruti. You're the only name that hasn't been used. That's true. We'll go with Shruti then. Okay. And then Tiff, name another adjective. Hmm. Bloody. Okay. So here is the remake of The Shining. Grace's new job at the Canada is the perfect chance for a fresh start. As the off-season off caretaker at Canada, she'll have plenty of time to haunt and jump. But as the menacing winter weather sets in, the idyllic location feels ever more remote and more spooky. And the only one to notice the stranger and terrible forces gathering around Canada is Shruti, <laughs> a uniquely bloody five-year-old. <laughs> that doesn't sound that different from the actual plot. I'm it doesn't. These spots it doesn't. of difference games are getting really hard. <laughs> Um, I just love how Grace works at the Canada, so. <laughs> I <you> know. know. <laughs> Probably, it's a good place to work. They have really good benefits. Oh, I bet they do. I'm sure they do. Those are, okay, that was Spooky Mad Libs. That, that was fun. fun. Yay. Yay. Okay, so we're going to play a game. It's called, like, the paperback game or the first line challenge, whatever you want to call it. It's pretty easy. We are each going to take one person is going to read the first line from a book um, and if and we've chosen books that like all of us are like at least familiar with even if all of us haven't read it um, and the other three can call out as soon as they know what it is like just take a guess whatever your guess is and whoever gets it right gets a point. And um, another way to make this game even trickier is if you come across like a name in the first line then you just say blank in place of the name. Because like some mm. books, it's like really, it's like really yeah. obvious. If there were a few I didn't even um. So yeah. Like, mm. Right. Like this one might be pretty obvious. There's no names in it, but it gives away like a huge plot point. But I'm gonna start with it because I think it's fun. So. So you're okay. reading off the line, and then we have to say the title. Yes, and I have the whole book here, so I can just like keep going for another couple of lines if no one knows it. But if you don't okay. have the, the book there, that's fine. Okay. Here we go. It's a weirdly subtle conversation. I almost don't notice I'm being blackmailed. Hmm. Any guesses yet? Should I is read it, another line? 
Is it Gone Girl? No. Oh, uh, no, then I have no clue. Okay. We're sitting in metal folding chairs backstage, and Blank says, I read your email. Oh, is it Simon versus the Homo Sabian's agenda? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought the blackmail part would give it away, but good. It wasn't as easy as I thought. Okay. Uh, Tiff, do you want to read one of it? Do you want to do one of yours? Sure. Um, I wanted to pick a spooky book that most of us have read, but I was, the one I was going to go with had a name in it, and I didn't know we were blanking oh. things out. So um, I picked another one. Um, I don't think all of us have read it, but I think most of us have. So I placed my thumb and forefinger on the icy flesh, spreading it taut above Boing. the breastbone as uncle had shown me. <laughs> Stalking Jack the Ripper. That is stalking yeah. Jack yes, the Ripper. Yes, that is stalking Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I was like, I know this. <laughs> okay, so I have a point and Grace's mm -hmm. point. The Grace, books, your turn. The books that I picked, I'm pretty sure are going to be really easy. So here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, mine are going to be really easy. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Here we go. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man <laughs> in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes! <laughs> oh, good job! Got it. <laughs> I haven't even read this one, and I know this one. I, I think I thought for some reason that we were doing the title, and then you had to say the line. And I was like, That's what I it originally pick. was, and then I changed, and then we changed it. Okay. So mine is easy, but that's okay, because then everyone it's will okay. get a point. Everyone gets a point. All right. Hold on, I have next. one now. Oh, you have one. Yay. Because I have books, right? I'm going to so, go find on. a hard one. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I need to find the first page. Oh, this one's actually really easy, but that's okay. All right. So for mine, blank, handsome, clever, and rich, with a comfortable home and happy disposition, seemed to unite some of the best blessings of his existence and had lived nearly 21 years in the world with very little, little to distress or vex her. That's Emma. It is Emma. I had to go grab Emma just for just for Grace. You okay, own so. Emma and you still haven't read it? <laughs> I just read the first line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. What are points? Grace is three. I have two. Wait. And Trudy and Grace Tiff has have one. one? I have two. Yeah. Grace has no, two. No, because I, I don't get a point for my own. I I mean obviously I know. Oh, it, that's right. You don't get a point for your own. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I don't know. I forgot about that. Okay. My next one, I have to read a couple of sentences because they're short. Okay. I have a fatal flaw. I like to think we all do, or at least that makes it easier for me when I'm writing. Building my heroines and heroes up around this one self-sabotaging trait, hinging everything that happens to them on a specific characteristic. The thing they learn to do to protect themselves and can't let go of, can't let go of even when it stops serving them. Is it Beatreed? Yeah! Yeah! Oh, I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't remember that. I was going to guess Beach Read, though. I yeah, just was guessed because it was... Right. I was trying to think, like, what what, what, mm -hmm. what book have we all read that had an author in it? But yes. Right, yeah, yeah I, I, thought the, I thought the writer part would give it away a little bit, yeah. Yeah. All right, Tiff? I think all of us have read this one. I was, like, looking on Goodreads to see who's, like, read it. <laughs> I don't remember if I saw all of you, but... Um, in my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. 
Ooh. I can mm -hmm. grab it and read more. I have it right here. Hmm. You okay. know what? That sounds so familiar, and I feel like it's because in my search <laughs> for books, I stumbled across this one. Is it? No, no, I don't think it's that. Do you want me to read the next line? Yes. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. Is this to kill a mockingbird? No. No. It sounds like it, but it's not. It's a quote-unquote classic. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds familiar. I don't yeah. know if I've read it, but it sounds like I've heard it before. <laughs> he didn't say any more, but we've always been unusually communicative in a reserved way. And I understood that he meant a great deal more than that. In consequence, I'm inclined to reserve all judgments. A habit that has opened up many cur curious natures to me and also made me the victim of not a few veteran bores. This is too hard. I know I'm going to know what it is when you say it, but right. I don't. I know. I'm racking my brain. Grace, did you have a guess? Is it? Wait, wait, wait. Is it The Great Gatsby? Yes. It's okay. The Great Gatsby. Oh. I, I, I did look it up the other day. Makes sense. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Uh, I don't remember what our point totals are, but I think Grace is winning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I just grabbed one from my bookshelf that is going to be harder. But I'm confident we've all read. So here I go. When I wake up, the other side of the bed is cold. <laughs> it's the book that I was about to read to you. No! <laughs> it's The Hunger Games. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Uh, no, it was The Hunger Games that I was about to read to you. Yeah, it is The Hunger Games. I don't know if we've read this one. So we're just going to go with it. You've all heard of it for sure. I just don't know if you've actually read the book. So here we go. The morning after noted, noted child prodigy Blank graduated from high school and got dumped for the 19th time by a girl named Blank, he took a bath. Oh, so, it's um, an abundance of Catherines. It is an abundance of Catherines. Oh, I was going to yes. say, that sounds familiar. <laughs> it was John Green, Abundance of Catherines, because that is another book that I actually own. So, there you Does go. everyone remember their own point totals? No. I think I have like... I got no. one, because I got the Hunger Games one. <laughs> I think Grace got like four. Right, that sounds right. I got like two or three. Well, either way, Grace wins. Congrats. Who won, Yay, who won um, Charity's game? <laughs> Sarah? That sounds right. I got two. Right. I don't know. I got zero. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> Yay, we all we're all, Yay. we're all winners. We're all. <laughs> I think we all won. Yes. yes. I think okay. we all sing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what I was doing. <laughs> all right, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much to Tiff for joining us and playing some games with us. Where can people find you, Tiff? Um, I'm at Twitter on Tiffanyus Inferb. That's T-I-F-F-I-N-E-A-S-N-F-E-R-B. I, I think that's how you spell it. The greatest um, username. That's been my username for maybe almost 10 years, and I still can't remember how to spell it. Um, and other than that, just please make sure if you're registered to vote. Yes. That's all I have Absolutely. to Absolutely. All I have yes. to Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so make sure you're voting. Make sure you're registered to vote. Oh, um, and also, sorry, 
from personal experience, if your ID is not right, they will fuss at you and you will be very upset. So make sure your ID has your current address on it and all that when you go to vote as well. It's not just about registering. You have other stuff to do. Do it. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Don't give them an excuse to not count your vote. Yes. And don't forget, this month is our October group read I picked this month, and it is Meddling Kids by Edgar Cantero. And that episode will come out the last Monday of October. I don't remember what date that is, but yeah, the last Monday of October. Make sure you read, and if you have thoughts on it, you can tell us on Twitter at the Bookos. And you can also tell us on Instagram at Pod. And as always, you should leave a rating, write a review, and subscribe to us, and then share the podcast with everyone you know, so we can all read Meddling Kids together this month. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much to Tiff for joining us, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.